0: And so rather than defining your ask for a donation as if you give $100, I can give you this, defining your ask for a donation as if you give $100, we can do this through your money. It's just a, a very different feeling and a very different response from donors.
1: all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Now, before we get started, I want you to mark your calendars for October 19th. It's a super exciting day. We have two really big things happening on October 19th. The first thing is we kick off our Craft Your Ask three-day challenge. So dedicate 15 to 20 minutes a day and join us as we write our year-end fundraising asks together with instructions and feedback and support all on the nonprofit Marketing with Purpose Facebook group. It's free, it's awesome, and the collaboration will really help you make sure you have the right year-end ask for your organization. And then the second thing that happens on October 19th is that registration opens for our year-end giving training. Registration closes November 15th. Now this is the same training that helped our local nonprofits raise over $1.6 million last year. Well, that and like a metric ton of elbow grease and awesomeness because they are incredibly awesome and they worked really hard to earn all those donations. And I got to tell you the thank you notes from this training are really what keeps me powering through the whole year because I know that I'm making a difference for these nonprofits. Now, this year, our training is going to consist of five on-demand, year-end giving training modules. We will also have social media and email marketing schedules and templates for you to use and modify for your own campaign. And then we'll have live support in our breakout sessions and virtual office hours. And you can get all the details for that training at youmaycreate.com. That's Y-O-U-M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E dot com. All right, now let's get to business. This is going to be an awesome interview. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. Um, so, those of you who have been hanging out with me for a while have probably met Jamie before, because um, Jamie is um, a great resource of mine. She tells it how it is, and I love that about Jamie and. She and I, sometimes we have slightly differing opinions because I'm a marketer and she's a fundraiser, but in our core, we feel the same way about a lot of things. And um, so we felt like we would have like a semi therapy, semi rant session today about um, busting a myth, the myth that you have to give something away to get a donation and we run across this, like we are actually doing consulting together for a client right now. And we ran across this in those client conversations even. So it's not something that's abnormal. Like we hear about it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so in the Como Gives campaign, we call these premiums. And Como Gives is our community's year-end month-long giving campaign that well, last year helped 142 local nonprofits collectively earn uh, $1.6 million. Boom. Um, And it's powered by the Central Missouri Community Foundation and then may create is like the marketing slash education slash website slash tech support part of the online giving campaign. (laughs) No small feat, but very rewarding. Okay. Um, So we call them premiums. And we actually give challenge grants away based on whether you do premiums or not. So the people who offer premiums as part of their campaign, they are eligible for a specific challenge grant. And then people who don't offer premiums are eligible for another challenge grant. I might've actually just said that slightly wrong because I think we have a challenge grant just for people who don't offer premiums, but the people who offer premiums are eligible for all the rest. Anyway, I digress. So I'm talking about premiums and I'm talking about challenge grants and you guys probably don't even know what any of those things mean. So basically it's a competition and we give away extra money to the people who win in certain categories. Yeah. And then Jamie and I were trying to define a premium before we went live today. And it's hard because there's a lot of gray area, I feel like. So she told me that I had to define it. Thanks, Jamie. Um, (laughs) So... We are debunking the myth that you have to give away something to get a donation. And the thing that you give away, we would call a premium. Most of the time, I consider the things that you don't need to give away to get a donation are things like t-shirts or mugs or um, event tickets, raffles, um, what, what else? Other things, or like baked goods, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hot dogs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we don't feel like you need to give those things away during uh, a fundraising drive, right? So, Jamie, before I dig myself any further into this hole, why don't you introduce yourself? And then I kind of want to ask you a few questions about like, the type of fundraising drive that we're talking about? Because not all fundraisers are the same, right? Yeah,
0: So yes, so um, I am a fundraising coach. I work with uh, nonprofits who I like to call small but mighty. I really specialize in working with um, the nonprofits who don't have a full-time fundraiser on their staff, like a development director, or those who have um grown to have a development director but um maybe don't have a ton of experience in that position yet and so most of the time with the people i work with they're balancing fundraising with a million other really really important things that are actually accomplishing the organization's mission and and just keeping things going day to day and we figure out what's the best way to raise the funds we need to do all this stuff in the teeny tiny amount of time that these t- these typical nonprofits tend to have. And so we're always trying to think strategically about what's going to be really effective and how we structure um, different campaigns or fundraising drives and things like that. And I do tend to work with a lot of different nonprofits in central Missouri. So I'm very familiar with the Como Gifts campaign itself, but I also think that when we're talking about Como Gives, it it can apply to sort of any um, time-limited campaign you're doing, whether it's something that the organization defines itself as saying, you know, um, we need to raise money for for this thing, or something that your organization is participating in because it's like Child Abuse Awareness Month or, um, you know, some other... um, Uh, issue-focused Empowerment Month. And um, so it is, I think, any campaign where you're putting focused attention on reaching out to people with some broad messaging that is hopefully also supplemented with some personalized messaging, because one thing I frequently work with people on is, you know, incorporating that individual one-on-one giving side of fundraising where they're Um, there's a lot of potential for more dollars raised.
1: Now, I know last year we talked about this quite a bit too, the belief that people had to give something away to get a donation because last year without the events, there were a lot of nonprofits that were like, whoa, where are we going to get those funds from? And they were like, well, we could host a virtual event or um, we could sell this thing and take the profits. But you told a lot of people that, they should probably just ask for donations. (laughs) And and I really liked that because it seemed like the most straightforward path of least resistance to get where they needed to go. Um, And I think that's the type of campaign that we're talking about today because Como Gives is not an event. You don't go by tables. You don't sit and watch a program. It's not a 5k. So it's not like that. It's a year-end giving campaign where you are asking people for donations. And this is the type of campaign where Jamie advises people that you don't necessarily have to give something away when you're asking for something in this type of campaign. Um, Not that you have to give away t-shirts to your 5k to get people to sign up. They're signing up for a 5k, but it's different. It's different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So um, Jamie when we were talking earlier, you said that one of the times that you feel like you run into this, this myth or trying to adjust the belief of people is when they're at the beginning of planning, because one of the questions that they often ask themselves is what should I give as my premium? Or um, would this make a good premium? So tell me about how you talk people through that. So I think
0: the reason why I don't, advocate premiums in a campaign like this is because it tends to dilute the messaging. And so you're telling people about this thing that you might give them rather than telling them about the great work that your organization is doing. Um, It's just a a very different feeling and um, a, a very different response from donors. And so rather than focusing on the product, thinking about your organization and your impact as the product and really focusing on the story that you tell about that and communicating, it's surprising how often it, nonprofits are challenged to be able to define how special and amazing they are. And you and I both work with really cool organizations that are doing really, really good things. And because we you know, are working with them, we get to see and hear about that in a really natural, authentic way. And then all of a sudden, when it comes time to start having the similar kinds of conversations with donors, they're not exactly sure what to say. And it's really as simple as just describing very honestly exactly what it is you do and exactly what, it, what that means for the community. And I think donors want that level of education. And so when you push the premium aside, you have more
1: time, space and energy to be able to tell that story really, really well. And as you're thinking about it from like a marketing perspective, I always want to tell people about like 17 things because I'm excited about 17 different things, you know, and this and this and that and that and this. And it's no different. It is no different in the nonprofit universe because you're like, oh, or you could volunteer oh, or you could, you know, do this, or you could be on a committee or maybe you want to join the board or like, you know, what about a t-shirt? And so I feel like that watering down in the marketing message and, and making it so it's not as specific and targeted towards, What you're going to do with their dollars like that is the thank you like the T shirt is not the thank you that The investment that they made in your organization knowing that they made a great investment in their community and in this cause and in the people or the animals or The ideas that you're going to perpetuate and help. That's the thank you. You don't have to give them like, I mean, you should say thank you, but they don't need like a tangible thing to wear or drink out of or an experience to um, to tell them that, like like to, to encourage them, I guess, for that outcome. Um, and yeah, so as you're writing an email, you get to like put forth a message. And when it's like, you're going to put forth your message and then it's like, and I get a t-shirt. Well, that's kind of an afterthought. Or you're like, get a t-shirt. And the afterthought is now my cause. <laughs> like, neither is a very good or strong um, delivery. <laughs> um, yes, and there's actually
0: a little bit of research that backs this up. It hasn't been studied in depth, um, although I think you can also draw a little bit on you know, donor motivation research um, and and why people give, and it's generally not to get a t-shirt. <laughs> but um, there have been some, um, some studies uh, looking at donor um, acquisition rates, donor gift rates, donor gift amounts, for when they are offered a gift um, as part of the donation process. And it shows that while giving some type of premium might increase the number of donations all overall it doesn't necessarily increase the amount of donations received so people may not be giving as much because they're giving in a more transactional way and then the other really helpful metric to think about in fundraising is a statistic called lifetime donor value and so when we're thinking about how we attract new donors to our organization it's not necessarily about quantity. It's about quality and finding the people who are going to really connect in with our cause and and wanting to make an impact on it. Finding people who are really connected with our approach and, and the things that we are doing to make that impact in it. And then developing and deepening that relationship so that they really understand what we're doing and that tends to make them want to give more and more and more. And when someone is giving in response to a premium um, request, they may or may not be deeply interested in our cause. They likely are. And, you know, it can be a good way to um, get a, a pool of donors to think about looking for people who are going to want to get more deeply involved. But you know, again, with with smaller nonprofits, you don't have a lot of time and energy. (laughs) And so the the donors we want to attract and the donors that we want to who we already have that we want to focus on are the ones who really get it at their core without needing anything else and who, you know, are just going to keep falling deeper and deeper in love with our mission and um, the impact that we make.
1: I just did an interview um, a few weeks ago, and it's already out in the Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose podcast with Pednet, who has always been like a, a big earner in our year-end giving campaign. I, the first year, they won like every challenge grant, literally, and then we had to change the rules um, so that you could only have one challenge grant for organization because they were going to keep sweeping the field, and they're amazing, um, but... One of the things that I found so interesting is Annette was talking about how they do their membership drive as part of their year in giving campaign. And at first they offered like posters and t-shirts and other branded items as like giveaways and premiums to encourage people to go donate and become members. And then she realized that they were just like hanging out around the office and And they weren't being picked up or people didn't, or they just declined them. They were like, no, I don't actually want it. And so, you know, fast forward a few years, they were like, we're just not going to do this anymore. We're not going to offer these like tchotchkes for the membership. And I, and she said that they didn't decline at all in membership. (laughs) Like it was fine. Like they, like, and nobody even complained. They thought it was totally normal. So You can go back and listen to that podcast too, but it was gratifying to hear that, you know, it wasn't, they didn't need to invest in that extra expense to get people to do what they were going to do anyway. You know, they were already going to be members because they love the cause.
0: (laughs) You know, we talked about this being a little bit of a, a therapy session topic. And I think the, the fear that organizations have sometimes is that people won't think that their cause is good enough to stand on its own. And when they figure out, here it is what we do, and and here's how we do it, and really believe that that's the right way, because that's why you're doing it, because it's the right way, other people will get on board with that. And I think it's very um, freeing to raise money from um, that place. And I think that is a place that PedNet raises money from the, the, they know what impact they're trying to make and they have their strategies all laid out. And so it it becomes easy to communicate that. But having that and and believing in that, um, I think really frees you up to be able to tell your story well to donors. But it's also a very scary thing because then it, it feels like your ask for donations is sort of a judgment on you. But if you know that you're making a strong impact and you know the approach that you're using is the right way forward for that and and that is why you need donors to come through and support you, that's really all you need to say, to to get the right people who also care about that impact and believe in that approach
1: to come forward and give. So um, some people are probably, giving stuff away right now or they may have planned it and they were thought about they thought about doing it and now they're listening to us and they're like oh man they're telling me that i'm not doing the right thing or we've always done it and what are people gonna say so do you have any advice on how we can like stop like like can you just cut it cold turkey or you know what do you do or or let's say that you already ordered them and now you're like Okay, maybe maybe I'm totally sold and I don't want to give these t-shirts away to solicit donations. What can I do with those t-shirts now? (laughs) I do think
0: you can totally stop. Um, You might want to be prepared for questions, but I would not muddy your messaging with saying, hey, this year we're not doing this thing we did before and here's why. I would just be forward facing about it and say, here are our needs for the upcoming year. you you know, here are the things we're going to do and the impact we hope to make. And here's how your gifts make it possible. And so will you support that? And again, that's enough. You know, you, your cause, you're enough. Um, if you already have premiums or you have an idea for a premium, or um, even if not, you just want to think about uh, the other side of the gift. Um, I think, you know, when you're in this planning stage of thinking about a year-end campaign, this is also a really good time to be spending as much or more time to think about how you are going to treat and thank every donor for every donation received and you may want to make a premium that you already have or have plans for or have thought of or just or think of later a part of that thinking process and so at that point it is not a you know a quid pro quo if you give $100 i'm going to give you this thing it is a you you gave And thank you, and it's making this impact and we appreciate it so much. And oh, we happen to have this t-shirt with our logo. If you'd like to show our team colors and show your support publicly, we would love to give you one because your decision to give is so special to us. And that, that comes, you know, as a surprise, as an after, as not a, I gave, so I'm entitled to this. That does so much to make a donor, you know, feel like they really matter to your organization it really sets up you know future gifts and giving and you know potentially conversation i think the goal for your campaign should not just be the gifts that you raise this year they should be the relationships that you build from this year's donors that lead to more and and more transformational gifts down the road
1: so thinking now about thinking is <laughs> well yes and like if, if you're watching this and it's before December 1st or before Giving Tuesday, which I, that's like the tail end of November this year. Tail, terrible with dates, but I know it's like really close to December 1st. Um, then you can start thanking people now. Like that's great. Like whenever you hear this, start thanking people. It is, it is never too early or too late to tell people Thank you. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges that I have as the marketer of this campaign, which, you know, promotes over 140 local nonprofits is I'm not there. I don't always know, like, unless they tell me, I don't know what they did with their donation dollars. I don't know um, how, what an impact it made. I know that I trust them. I mean, I believe in them and they're awesome, right? But I I have a harder time communicating that to our audience, our campaign audience, um, because I don't know, you know? And so you do know. So you can say say all the thank yous. (laughs) And if you're in a marketing position like me and you're not in touch with that, my best piece of advice would be go talk to the people who are asking go to the, talk to the people who are doing you know um and and see what are they doing and get that information we started last year when we intake and onboard the organizations for this campaign we started asking them what are you going to do with this year's donations what did you do with last year's donations um how did COVID 19 affect you Like, can you tell us what $5 would do? What $10 would do? What $100 would do for your organization? And with that information now, I can actually go forth and market for quite a while. And I feel like a nonprofit could do the same thing with their board, with their volunteers, their development staff, with the people who are implementing the services and start getting that information back so they can use it in um, their regular marketing messaging. Um, so one question that I had earlier that I asked Jamie is if we considered like, what did, like, what did we consider a premium? Right. We tried to define it and there were two, I felt like kind of money areas. One was membership, like is membership a premium? And then the other one is events like are events, a premium. And okay. So first off, I do not know if membership is considered a premium for the Como gifts campaign. So those friends that are watching I don't know, you must ask John Baker from the Community Foundation this question. But like, let's say in general, do we feel like membership would be considered a premium? So I would say if
0: it's a membership that, you know, puts your name on on the list of members and you get to say you're a member and you get a special communication from the organization, and maybe even if you know you're gonna be invited to a few things as a member, I wouldn't necessarily consider that a premium really at all. I think that's just a way of framing, you know, your donor appreciation program and in a way that's, you know, very easy for both you, your organization and the donor to understand. And um, so membership is, is separate from a premium. Sometimes organizations do tie some tangible benefits into their membership. And then at that point. In my opinion, it becomes more of a premium, but I actually really like it when organizations do say, either call their donors at a certain level or all their donors, you know, members or friends or some sort of thing that makes them feel a part of the team, because I think that is also an indication that the nonprofit is is really starting to think of them as a part of the team and your donors are a really important part of your team that, um, you know, again the more you can make them insiders and understand what's going on the better and so you know those those member benefits of, of communication and um connection and um and, you know inclusion um are, are good for the nonprofit as well <laughs> um for events it, you know t- to me I I think, and I love appreciation events. I think they are a wonderful way to say thank you to donors. Um, It it is not something I would put in my donation messaging. You know, if any, any donor who gives to this campaign is going to get invited to an appreciation event, like, again, I think that's diluting What it's all about. And I don't think very many people give just to get to go to some event, even if it's, you know, wonderful and really fun and they love it. They might, your donors might really love and appreciate your appreciation event, but that's not why they give. They just think it's nice and it's fun. Um, And it's a great way for you to connect with them. So I wouldn't necessarily consider that a premium unless it is, you know, everyone who gives gets to come to this, which again, I would not advice doing.
1: Well, and it's a different style of fundraiser. So the type of type of fundraiser that we're talking about right now is like we are asking for a donation for a period of time. It's a year-end giving campaign. So we're we are fundraising in that way and I feel like with events, they just fit in a different bucket. Of fundraising, you buy a ticket to an event, you go to an event. And so when you are fundraising that way, it makes sense that you're like, hey, come to this event. It's going to have these benefits. But this type of fundraiser that we're talking about through Como Gives or through a, you know, just straight up asking fundraising campaign, that's a different universe. You're like, hey, give us money because. We need it, and because we're awesome, and because we're going to do great things, and you believe in the same things that we believe in, so let's get this done together, type of thing. Would that be true, Jamie? (laughs) I I think so. I think there is a
0: lot of similarity between campaign events, from the sense of you know just the energy. events can be really good for that, and I think campaigns are great for that, just, of just getting some focused energy from, you know, all board members, volunteers, staff, and and also sort of a, everyone's on the same goal, and I think that often happens with events as well, and I think with both campaigns and events, it's really important to think about, again, the next step, and so it's not about the gift that happens at the event, it's not about the gift that happens um, at, uh, Como gives, or, or whatever your campaign is, it's about the continuing conversation. And so the more you plan for how you are going to, you know, thank, recognize, you know, make feel special the, the people who contribute and then um, deepen the relationship and understanding through that, um, I think the more successful your fundraising program is gonna be overall, and both events and campaigns are really good, sort of catalyzing um, time periods for um, you know bringing a bunch of, of donors in. Um, but they're not; it's not the end-all, be-all right there. There's no. there's more to the relationship. There's more, um, and I, you know, there's a, more potential that you know people. I think you know rarely contribute their largest gift at a fundraising event or an online campaign that comes more as they get to know more about the needs of the organization and
1: the great work that's being done and envision themselves being a part of it. It's a cycle. Yes. Like in a business, we call it the buying cycle and you know, you have the awareness and then they, realize that they have a problem and then they start evaluating the different options that they have to solve the problem. And then they make a decision and then they buy and then it all starts over again, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just a continual cycle. And I think that the donor cycle is the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I talked to a lot of organizations and a lot of businesses too it's not just organizations where they're like okay I'm gonna I want to do this campaign I want to do this ads campaign because I want to meet a whole bunch of new people and I'm like so what are you doing with the people that you already know because I noticed that you've been around for like 200 years you know and they're like oh, well, you know, they're in a box in the garage and I'm like, eh, this is not going to work. The first thing we're going to do is get all the people out of the box in the garage. Like, what are you doing putting people in boxes anyway? That is so rude. Um, <laughs> but take their contact information out and at least put it in a spreadsheet where we could like use it and figure out like who are the people that are super invested? Who are the people that maybe you just need to contact a few times a year and and like generate some momentum there because that is like a perfect place for a lot of people to start is not forgetting about the people that you met yesterday because you're on to the next thing. I'm like, maybe we don't need new people and we just need to have better relationships with the people that we already know. And Hey, there's a reason (laughs) that like cosmetics is such a big industry, right? Like not only does it make you pretty, but you have to buy it over and over and over again. (laughs) Like, in
0: toilet paper too. <laughs> so, so that's how we want our, our donors to view our organizations. Like yeah.
1: You are the toilet paper of our community <laughs> or the mascara of our community. I mean like it's both. Like we need both, right? Well, maybe other people don't love mascara the same way I do, but <laughs> Okay. So um, wrapping up, Jamie, is there anything that you would like to tell people? about this topic. Maybe give them a pep talk. Tell them how amazing they are.
0: <laughs> I mean, they are. I, I, it, you know, if We're talking about the 142 organizations in Commonwealth gives. I know the great work they, they do, and you are doing great work. And um, I think most nonprofits I run across, you are doing great work. If you're, I think the more you tap in to Here's the impact we're making. Here's how we're doing it. And being able to communicate that, it's really all you need to say because I, our, that tells why our community needs you. And the fact is we've seen this very much in the last you know, 18 months, I guess, how much our community really, really relies on and needs our nonprofit organizations
1: you are good enough that you don't have to offer a t-shirt because Mm -hmm. the fact that you do the work that you do is payment enough, quite frankly, um, to people who want to contribute. So if you guys need a little bit more instruction on how to really format that ask that you're going to use for this particular year-end giving campaign, we do have an event planned. That is called the Craft Your Ask Challenge. I always have to really enunciate that. Um, And so it's three days and I have short, like five minute videos per day that you can watch that breaks it down into three steps of Showing people your, like, the need that you have, the great work that you do, the impact that you make, and then also turning it back around and making sure that they know that they are part of the solution to make that change. So join us for the Craft Your Ask Challenge on the Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose Facebook group. Yay! I <laughs> could add a bonus video that's a craft your thank you
0: challenge. Oh, this is- yeah. Doing that in advance really helps nonprofits be effective when they get to the campaign part and um, are ready to thank people. You know, it's ready to roll out and ready to go and they know exactly what they're going to do. And so maybe everyone who um, completes the craft your ass challenge gets to um, get a little bonus help of crafting their thank you.
1: I think that'd be fun. And um, I think that would be a really good thing for us to talk about in early twenty twenty two. Can you believe I just said twenty twenty two? Like I can't anyway. Um because that is one of the biggest outcomes of your year in giving campaign is you're gonna meet new people. Um and so now we have to And we connect with current people. Yeah. Too. yeah. And you and, and, and you have to have a plan on what you're gonna do with all these amazing humans. Um and like how you're gonna make them your friends, really. Um, because As Jamie was saying, easier, it's a lot easier to ask a friend the next time than it is to find a new friend every single time, right? Okay. So with that, man, that was a lot of amazingness. Jamie, tell them how they can get a hold of you. Oh,
0: um, you can email me. Uh, My email address is J-A-I-M-E at Um. Um, that's or um, through, I, I imagine if people reach out to make, create and say, who, who is that Jamie person? Yeah, I can, I can forward,
1: she's in my like contacts. <laughs> I can forward stuff to Jamie. I'm, I can, can be your, um, administrative assistant. Jamie it would be a change of roles, but not a terrible one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for
0: letting me talk about this. It, it's. I truly believe it. You don't need a premium to raise money. You just need to keep doing the great work you do.
1: So thank you for all the great work you do. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Thank you so much for joining me today. And before I let you go, I want to remind you one last time to mark your calendar for October 19th. Join me and other nonprofits in crafting your year-end fundraising ask on the Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose Facebook group. And also go over to youmaycreate.com, Y-O-U-M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com and check out what we're offering this year for year-end giving training. Registration closes November 15th. I'll see you there. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose.